All right. And thank you for the opportunity. No, no, thank you. Thank you. No, because, you know, like I said, you know, I be, you know, when I catch you when I can, I catch the replays and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I was like, yo, his, his channel should be booming at some point, you know, I'm just, but people are slow to, to gravitate towards it. And, but yeah, I, I fucks with you, bro. So yeah. And I, like I said, I don't want to misspeak on anybody's behalf because I, even no, I was like, no, I appreciate it. When I checked, when I checked your channel, I was like, okay, I, I, I um, the main thing for me is I like talking and building with sincere people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and people that are honestly seeking understanding or seeking um, some clarity yeah. as opposed to um, trying to be right or, try, you know what I mean? Trying to prove a point that that's not really why I'm here. I get I get that, that, that vibe, but, you know, I like to give my energy more towards people that really want to build. Yeah, you're better than me because I, I see some of the pushback you get in the comments and you be like, hey, brother, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm like, nah, fuck all that. Man. You ain't going to be talking to me in the comments like, all right, you better than me, bro. Because I'm like, look, you can unsubscribe. You ain't got to be here. So you you are way further along than I ever was. Because I, I cut somebody out. This shit, you do this shit for too long, bro. You're like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> no, I feel you. I, I, a lot of times I just got to laugh it off. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. All right, so I got my man Rami, brother. Um, well, I, I, first of all, thank you for your time and energy, man, and and uh, the opportunity to build with you, and enlighten me on some things. Um, if you don't mind, please uh, explain. You know, shout your channel out. Uh, what are you about? Dig yourself up, cause I I can't do you any justice. You know, I, I appreciate it. Peace, peace, peace. I'm Rami Salam Mel. Thank you for watching and, and having me here today. Um, my channel, it is I-A-M-H-H Temple. Um, I mean, that story in itself is, is, is a bit long story, but to just summarize, uh, I created that channel uh, doing my best to create a subordinate temple to the Moore Science Temple of America, um, but then incorporated hip hop because that, you know, that's our culture. And uh, my mission was to get this information about Noble Dry and his teachings um, out to the people to inform us, you know, that we're not Negroes, Blacks, or Colors, or African Americans, you know, that we have a nationality, we have a history and a heritage, um, a creed, you know, a, a, a way of life, you know, a religion. Um, and now I am at a place where I have uh, taken a step back in the sense of pushing that it is a temple, it's still called I am a I-A-M-H-H Temple, and that is actually an acronym for International Asiatic Moorish Hip Hop Temple. Um, but I took a step back from that because I realized I had made some errors. Um, and so now I've been in the process of uh, rereading every single piece of writing, literature, teachings of Noble Dry and making sure I go about it the correct way. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm in the process of doing right now. And yeah, my mission is just to help uplift fallen humanity um, and, you know, on a deeper level to serve God, serve Allah. That's awesome. Um, for clarification for people or edification purposes, um, the Moore Science Temple is a national divine movement. It is not a religion. Um, can, to your best of knowledge, where does that attachment come from or why is it the majority of uh, melanated folks that have organizations is always thrown under the religion bus? Hmm. Um, 
That's a good question. I'll say for the more science temple of America, it's a bit, it can be a bit difficult to understand because it is a national, a divine and national movement. So there is a uh, spiritual or religious aspect to it, but then you also have the national or civic uh, law, lawful side of things, and they're actually joined together. So uh, uh, my son in the background, sorry about that. So um, so I think a a lot of times it can get a bit confusing because they're they're fused together. Mm. And so people, and then also um, due to the perception of the Moore Science Temple of America, you know, some of the, the uh, displays or demonstrations that you may see across social media, it can it can lead people to believe or, or perceive that this is just some new religious thing or some sect uh, or cult of Islam. Um, but it's really uh, not that. It's just been a lot of misunderstanding, I would say, in terms of the organization. Okay. Um, as far as nationality to you, so because what I, I don't want to do is lump everybody's view of nationality together, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you know, in, in the temple, we pretty everybody has a pretty much firm grasp of what nationality is. In your eyes, how you see it, when someone asks you, "Okay, brother, I'm interested in, in, in proclaiming my nationality. How do how do I go?" They always ask, "Well, how do I do that?" Oh, what a beautiful question, brother! What a beautiful question, and you know. When I first got into this movement, from what I saw, it's like, oh, well, you, you know, do this paperwork and you can go on this website and fill this out and get your nationality card. And then you send it to the different locations yeah. and you, you make the proclamations and declarations <laughs> on social media. Yeah, yeah. And boom, there you go. You know what I mean? But over time, you know what I mean? I, and and, and I got to be honest, I always was like, eh, this doesn't really feel like a the government, you know what I mean? In my, in my eyes, I was like, it should be a little more formal of a process. Like how come there isn't an application, this standard across, you know, across the nation for us, if this is a nationality. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry. So I, I think, uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. I got So in, in your eyes, cause you know, most people when they, when they, when they see the oh, phrase, right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, what I came to, what I came to discover is, there is a glaring issue within the Moore Science Temple of America as an organization in terms of the administrative aspect okay. um, as it relates to how do I proclaim my nationality? How do I receive my benefits? If I'm, you know, I have some veterans that will reach out, you know, I have veteran benefits. How do I keep that going once I proclaim my nationality? Or how do I get an apartment? How do I get a job as a Moorish American? And what I began to discover is that there's an administrative or a, a, a group within the Moore Science Temple of America, which is known as the Supreme Grand Council. And so this is the central authority, if you will, within the organization. And they would have the power to explain and clarify and uh, make this ruling, if you will, on this is the way you go about proclaiming your nationality. And because that that component of the Moore Science Temple of America hasn't been active and hasn't been functioning in the way that it was designed originally. I think that is the source of much of the confusion, you know, with the organization, which temple is the, the official temple, who are the official leaders? You know, what is the, what is the right way that you should practice? What, you know, all of these kind of questions 
it all ties back in. Where does the money go? You know, where are dues going? How do you pay taxes? All of these things, um, owning property, it all directly connects back to the Supreme Grand Council. And that exactly explains, well, that is probably um, why I kind of step, I took a step back, right? Because I, I, I went through the, all the processes. I even seen brothers with actual, you know, badges. And I'm like, well, how the hell you got a badge? You know what I'm saying? You look at the, the, the five-pointed star badge. I'm like, well, oh. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And um, it, it was hard to, you know, especially whatever state you're in, if you don't have a, a registered temple, um, and then, you know, when I, I talk to a seer, a seer will tell me one thing and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But when I talk to other brothers, it's like, it's something totally different. And I said, you know what, let me just, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm not ready for it. And I, I took a step back because the process of it, it was so daunting and it just made you not want to even pursue it anymore. So I, you know, I, I pursued other avenues of correcting whatever status that I deemed that I needed to be corrected. I, I would you say that? part of the black eye that the more the more science temple has is the status correction is that a fair question to ask because the i'm only asking from the average person's perspective outside looking in because when they see the feds nine times out of ten they think status correction right and you had brothers that have used the status correction uh, method wearing the feds right and a lot of people have had horror stories money swindled um, some people got jammed up behind it. Is, is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? Is that a fair black eye? If you want to call it a black eye to the more science tip, is that undeserved? No, I think it's a, a bit limited. I, I would expand it uh, beyond just the idea of status correction, okay. yeah, but to do. include, um, uh, adverse possession or, you know, taking over a home to include traveling without a driver's license, all of those kind of activities, uh, not paying taxes, all of those activities, um, uh, challenging the, you know, claiming that uh, policy enforcers or police or, you know, whatever term you want to give people, um, saying that they don't have jurisdiction over you, all of those kinds of activities, I think collectively that's the black eye that the more Science Temple of America and Moorish Americans have. Um, and, you know, for me, what I keep going back to is, well, where did you see Noble Dry ever mention status correction? Or where did you ever, did you ever see Noble Dry say you need to challenge the jurisdiction or even use the word jurisdiction? Right. You know, and, 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 I, and I encourage people to go back to the facts and go back to the actual original teachings from the founder of the organization. You know, and use that not in the sense of trying to worship him or thinking that, you know, we just have this extremely limited view. And if he didn't say these specific words, then he can't have it. Uh, I mean, if he didn't say these specific words, then we can't do it. But to understand and use that as the foundation and use that as the uh, measuring stick by which you check everyone else. You know what I mean? And, and if it's not aligned with his teachings, then you got to understand that the other, those other individuals have veered off the path a bit, you know, because Noah Dry Lee was not pushing for, I mean, and I even, I understand the idea of status correction, but when you get to the root of it, our status will be corrected when we 
be, be who we are, which is more American and we're not identifying as black Negroes or colors, but the idea of, oh, you got to do this paperwork and you mm-hmm. fill out this, this, that, you know, and you pay for this. Mm-hmm. All of that is where it gets off track. And, and that's not what this movement was designed for. To, to your best recollection, when did that start? Because I've always, even me growing, growing up, it was always assumed or associated with correcting one's status. You know, I can't remember a time when it was not associated with it. That's a, that's a, that's a beautiful question. So to backtrack for me, I learned about Moore's mm, 2011, yeah, October, 2011. Um, so, you know, this journey has been, you know, I'm 11 years in or so. And more recently I've started to understand where some of these teachings and where some of these ideologies have been stemming from. And at least from what I can see so far, that a lot of these, a lot of those ideologies, a lot of that idea of status correction seems to be tied to Taj Tariq Bey going back as far as 1982. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, I can't say for certain, okay, this is where it started, but at least from my research, that's as far back as I can see where this kind of uh, rhetoric or ideology began to be introduced. You know what I mean? And I concur that because I grew up in the 80s and my pops was cool with NOI, Moore's, uh, Five Percenters. And it was always like, if you want your status corrected, you go to this, you go to them. You know, Mm. so I grew up like, oh, it was just assumed, you know, it was almost like a a, a natural fact, you know? Um, Let me ask you this. Um, I I forget where it was, it stated, but I remember it's being stated, you don't flaunt your status right you don't flex that muscle you know if you get pulled over by the cop you don't let the cop it's not your place to let him to remind him of you know don't don't flash your car to the europeans it's for your salvation and i'm asking because um you are up to date with the rise of the moors okay Mm -hmm. were they doing too much i saw saw the brother and you guys having a discussion yesterday and so i i have to uh I have to answer this uh, carefully because I have been, uh, well, to take it back, let me take it back a bit. I had uh, come in contact with Jamal in 2017, and he had reached out to me uh, about the Supreme Grand Council. No, sorry. Let me focus, okay? Love you, man. Sorry. Um, In 2017, he reached out to me regarding the Supreme Grand Council. And he said, you know, summarizing or paraphrasing that, yeah, we do need to get that back on track. I feel we should put this letter out. We should make a vote and we just need to get started because, you know, we've been slacking on that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel you. I love the energy. However, I think we would make a mistake if we try to go too fast and just get things done. And my, my position was, first and foremost, let's educate and inform everybody on what the Supreme Grand Council is how it functions, you know, what are the roles and responsibilities so that everybody is clear, you know, and then we can figure out how to uh, get it back functioning properly. And the reason I was saying to go about that is so that if we don't inform everybody and everyone isn't included as a nation or as a collective of people, 
then some some group or one of the temples could say, well, they didn't include us, so we're not recognizing the Supreme Grand Council. And we have the same issue that we have now where there's different more science temples and this group says they're official and that group says they're official. This group has a Supreme Grand Council and that group, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Um, what ended up happening is he kind of just disregarded and started his own organization, the Rise of the Moors, yeah. and kept pushing on there. Fast forward, I had, I had kind of lost track. I was kind of caught up in my own life, and I became aware of the, the guns and, and the demonstrations. So then I started to uh, make warning videos, you know, expressing, hey, Moors do not follow this example. We should not be doing this. It's very dangerous. It could get people um, investigated. It can get people possibly arrested and, and in prison. And that's where a lot of uh, hostility, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? That That's where that kind of came from between the rise of the Moors organization and myself. I precursed all that to say that once they got arrested, I felt it was a duty and an obligation for me to try to cover the story from a journalistic standpoint. Right. Um, and so since I've been doing that, I've been trying my best to keep my opinion about their activities um, off of my channel and, and try my best to limit what I say because mm -hmm. I don't want to uh, make people feel biased if they're watching for the news updates. Gotcha. So I, I say all of that to say, uh, just to get at that, uh, that caveat or that clarification. But to answer your question, in my humble opinion, I do not think their actions was wise or righteous or just on a common sense level, a very a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm for a number of reasons, you know, and, and when you start to look at the details of what happened, you know, one question I asked, oh, I was asked this question and I was just like, I never really thought about that. If they had time to fill up their extra gas tanks in case they ran out of fuel, why didn't they just simply fill, fill, fill the tanks of the actual cars? Like, how would you go to the gas station, fill up the extra gas tanks, but no one says, hey, did we check the cars and see if they're full? Gotcha. That to me, that that doesn't make sense. Right. You know, and then moving forward, when when you see the footage, he when the police officers approaching him, they had their weapons on their body, which, you know, I understand people's position in terms of the law and they feel the Second Amendment and they have the right to bear arms. But from a common sense level. I would think you may want to at least look at the laws of the state that you're going to be traveling through. Right. And, and had you done that, you, you probably sh or should be, I would think aware that it's illegal to have those kind of uh, guns or firearms in that state, in that particular state, they're very uh, strict on guns. So to me, it's like, is that the wisest move to do? You know what I mean? Is, is, was that necessary to do? What what was the what was going to be achieved by doing that? You know, and so I see a lot of problems with that, um, just on a very basic level. And then when you listen to the audio and you see the cam the cam footage, to me it seemed like the officer or the police was trying to work with them and was just trying to be like, Hey, can you just guys put the guns down just for a second till we get this straight? 
and and me taking a look on the outside you have one officer and you got 10 11 people you know what i mean t- several vehicles yeah and they and they they came they approached him with a you know ar assault rifles on you know on their body from my perspective if i was the cop i'd be like oh, okay I'm going to just keep things cool so I can get some backup. Back up, yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just on a humble, you know what I mean? Just like if you, if you take away our feelings of being Moorish American and all of that, and you just examine or you just observe what happened, you know, it just, it doesn't make too much sense to me, but you know, that's my opinion on it. You know, your opinion, do they beat the case? Will they beat the case? Mm. I don't, I don't believe so. You know, uh, I, I pray, I pray that they, uh, they get as, you know, I pray that they get out the situation as best as they can, just because I don't, I don't wish prison or I don't wish jail on anybody you know, for that matter. But again, when you look at the facts and the evidence, it's hard, you know, and like I hear some of the excuses or not, let me not say excuses. I hear some of the uh, justifications or the explanations that rise of the more supporters and some of them have been uh, uh, professing and oh they didn't have a warrant to search the vehicles and there was no crime there was no injured party so you know there should be no crime and I hear I I hear what you're saying I also am looking at the charges that they received mm-hmm. you know and those are not that's not nothing to play with. You know, they received some felony charges and my understanding they're, you know, looking at possibly 10 to 15 years. Uh, so, and then I, you know, seeing how they were acting initially in the court, you know, they weren't, um, they were they arrogant. Were, just, I'll yeah. say it for you. I'll say it for you. They were <laughs> very, to, very arrogant. I'm just like, bro, I'm like, I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, y'all, it's yeah, see, and I'm tr- I'm trying to be polite with my words, but right, it's right. just like it's just like I understand how y'all feel, but this is really a serious situation, and and a lot of the rise of the more supporters were getting mad at me and saying, "Oh well, it's, it's your fault, Rami, because you were saying that they were uh, uh, sovereign citizens," and I'm like, when they got arrested nationwide, they were identified as that. They didn't. The the, the press didn't say, ooh, Rami called him that, so let's call him that too. No, it's based on their actions and based on what the FBI and other police agencies have identified and classified as sovereign citizen activity or ideology. Though, <laughs> When you look at the list of things that they classify under that, and then you look at the actions and the words and the statements from the Rise of the Moors militia group, it's clear why they were identified as such. Right. You know what I mean? If we're being objective and, right. we're, and we're being fair, and I don't, I feel like, I feel like it's uh, partly maybe ego and pride. Um, you know, I don't. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I can see is the ego and the pride is getting in the way from them really saying, you know what, we need to humble ourselves. We need, because in my opinion, they should have just apologized from the jump and said, you know what, we we were. We were incorrect. We thought this was the law. You know, now we have a, a better understanding. You know, can we work something out? Is there some sort of plea that we can take? 
but I feel that the position that they were, that the kind of the arrogant position that stance that they took uh, has only dug themselves deeper into the hole that they're in. Do you think that if they had apologized or even uh, approached the cop in a different manner, it would have devalued their stance and what they believed in, which is why I believe people are coming at you like, well, if you say they're wrong, then that means what they, their laws supersede what we're trying to do. Is that part of it as well? Because that's what I, I kind of took mm-hmm. away from it. Yeah. And and that kind of gets back to my uh, my issues with some of what Taj Tariq Bey has been teaching and some other people. But I, I, I note him specifically because he is where the jurisdiction talk, you know, from my understanding, this, this idea that um, the United States government or the U.S. government or po- policy enforcers, uh, whatever name you want to use, all of those names that you want to classify the government, yeah. saying that they don't have jurisdiction over us, um, that all seems to stem from his teachings. And that seems like the foundation for why they were approaching things the way like, yeah, they don't have jurisdiction over us and we enforcing the constitution, all of that kind of rhetoric is what helped to bolster, you know, their idea that, yeah, we can do this. But in actuality, when you look at what Noble Dr. Ali taught, he never once questioned the jurisdiction of the United States government or said that no one has authority over us or that we don't have to obey the laws. In fact, he said the opposite. He said that the Moorish Americans, we're supposed to obey the laws of the government. We're not to overthrow or cause confusion. It's in the actual divine constitution of the Moorish Science Temple of America. You know, and he said in several other places, identifying that we have to be in harmony as American citizens with other American citizens. And we have to honor and respect the national constitution for the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Even the fact that uh, the organization changed from a civic organization to a religious organization in accordance with the state laws of Illinois. And he filed paper, you know, paperwork yeah, for I, that purpose. I had to go get paperwork for a seer. I had to get the, I went through hoops and the, the, to get his death certificate, man. They're not handing that shit out anymore. I was one of the last few people to actually get it. And I had to lie and say, I'm a family member to get it. And then I still had to pay the lady extra money on the side to get the, official copy of, of his uh, death certificate so they they understand but and but but I, I bring that up to say that he was respecting state law right so you know um it the idea that states or the federal government doesn't have jurisdiction over us because we're moorish american that that thinking is part of the big issue with uh some moorish americans or people that are identifying as moors I'm glad you said that because when I first got into it, I became very arrogant myself, <laughs> right? I was I was looking to debate and argue with anybody. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty, man. Hey, man. Man, I was looking for smoke from everybody. You couldn't tell me nothing. Is <laughs> I don't know about any other religious or any, even either other movements or divine movements. I, I don't know, but something about claiming that Morris title, man, it's like me. You kind of turn your nose up at other people for me I, I was very arrogant and we have and that you know 
I feel that is a common theme among a lot of us. And the lesson I feel is that we really have to humble ourselves. You know, that I think part of it is like, we finally have, okay, now we know who we are. Oh yeah, I'm on it now. (laughs) But it's like, just because we know who we are, doesn't make us superior over another nation or other group of people. I mean, we, we can be proud of who we are, you know what I mean? And we can feel confident and, and love and, and, and yeah, yes, we can be proud, but don't let that pride and that become arrogance and think we're better than another, another group of people or better than another nation. You know, despite all of the amazing things our ancestors have done in history that's documented, all of that is, is amazing. I'm not trying to disregard it, mm-hmm. but we can't allow that to, to make us feel like we are superior. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, white supremacy is just as wrong as black supremacy. You, you know, no people are superior over another people. Um, I don't, that's, that's not what I believe. And I think that's a big uh, issue with some wars. And, uh, you know, for me, what I had to do and humble myself in particular as it relates to the nation of Islam, you know, because when I initially got into it, I was like, man, how come, you know, the nation is, because I found a clip of uh, uh, the Honorable Lewis, uh, Minister Farrakhan, speaking about Noble Jali at a Savior's Day. I remember that one. I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. And And I'm like... So if he knows, how come y'all ain't hipping us, man? What's up? Right? Yeah. And, you know, back then in my arrogance, I, I'm like, you know, lightweight trying to like not go at him, but just kind of like, yo, what's up, y'all? Yeah. But, but I had to humble myself, you know what I mean? And I did some reflecting and over the years, and I said, not even just with the Nation Islam, but in general, Moorish Americans are members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, we have no right to point our finger at anybody else until we get our organization right. Until we got all of our I's dotted and our T's crossed, we don't have any room to complain and say what some other organization isn't doing. Okay. In fact, I think it would be better if we humbled ourselves and went to the Nation of Islam and said, hey, we love how you guys are disciplined. We love how you guys have uh, the final call. You know what I mean? You have businesses, you have organization, the structure. You can say what you want about the nation of Islam, but they have a, a, a beautiful structure. And they, they have shown and proven, you know, with their teachings and with their actions, what they're able to accomplish. Year after decade after decade, I grew up listening, hearing my dad listen to uh, Farrakhan and, you know, driving on the side and, and, and seeing the brothers in the suits picking up the final call and the mm-hmm. bean pies and all of that. I think it would be much more helpful for the Moorish Americans and the Moorish Science Temple of America if we say, hey, can you guys help us become, you know, refine ourselves a little bit more? Can we understand how you guys operate so that we can help get ourselves back to where we need to be? I think that's more productive than trying to say, why ain't the Nation of Islam doing this and why ain't this organization doing that? You know what I mean? And, and constantly trying to critique others, you know what I mean? And, that's, and I learned that from the Bible, actually. Matthew 7 and 3, you know, how do you notice the speck in, in your brother's eye and not the log in your own? Gotcha. Now, let me give you a slight pushback on that. The humility part, I'm with. But do you agree that when you claim a, a Moorish, 
it's a certain burden, right? That comes with it because unlike the nation, unlike Christians, even unlike Judaism, claiming that Moorish title, I would say almost puts a target on your back, good and bad, right? And with that comes a certain like, yeah, this is what I am. This is what I claim. A lot of people are threatened by that per se. You know, a room full of Moors gives a, gives you a different vibe than say a, a, a room full of NOIs. Mm. Can we just be honest about, about that? When you see mm. fezes versus bow ties, I'm looking at the fezes like, oh, oh, okay. Bow ties, I'm not worried about y'all. Is that fair? Mm. Is that fair to say? Um, I could see where people would, would think that, you know what I mean? It, it, I mean, it all, it all depends, it, you know, in the, in the situation, but I, I definitely understand that perspective. Okay. So yeah. with, with that, it just seems like that's a, it's a different type of struggle to carry that. And that may make some people feel a little bit more emboldened. And then you talk about jurisdiction and you get into that, the, the civics of it. And it's like, well, hell yeah, I, I feel like I am better than, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I could see how people fall down that 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 path if if that's if that's legitimate um i want to get i want to circle back to the taj part but not necessarily taj per se so Mm -hmm. part of your grievance um well let me just say speak for myself first now moors and masons now i grew up you know you couldn't be both at the same time but i'm a little bit less rigid as i've gotten older i'm like you're gonna do what you're gonna do if you can maneuver that, that's cool. Ideologically, you really can't do it. I'm, a, I'm assuming you feel the same as well, correct? Well, to just be extremely can be, trans- can, yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't have a deep knowledge on Freemasons or secret societies or the inner workings of, of being a Mason and how that may conflict with um, being a Moor or identifying as Moorish. Okay. Um, I mean, what I can, you know, where I come into this is that more recently, as I started to be more critical um, of some of the people that I've seen, um, you know, out in the public and in the social media and teachings, mm-hmm. I start to notice, oh, wow, they, they have these kind of like hidden symbols that they've been flashing and, and incorporating this kind of Masonic teachings and some of these things for a while. And I just wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And my issue is not with Freemasonry or Masons or that culture at, you know, more power to, if that's what you want to do, respect. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm, that's not, everyone has their own choice to do what they want to do. The issue for me in particular is when there is Moors and they are incorporating some of those teachings and mixing it in okay. with Drew Ali's teachings and then giving it to the people as if all of that came from Drew Ali. Okay. Um, and that, you know, on principle, that's where the issue comes in, is mixing the truth with the falsehood. Okay. You know, I, I think, you know, for me, I really am pushing for transparency, you know, and it's bigger than just the, the Masonic thing. It's, people mixing in their own teachings in general, whether mm-hmm. it's Masonic or whatever teachings you're mixing in. If you're going to mix in your own ideology, make sure you stand on that and make sure you identify and say, Hey, I got this from Masonry. Or I got this from the nation of gods and earths and I'm mixing this in with Nova Drali so that people can be aware, you know, and if they want to continue following what you're teaching or what, whatever that person is teaching, mm-hmm. 
that's everyone's choice, but at least make it clear so that the people that are, are just, you know, are sincerely trying to follow Noble Ali's teachings, they don't get confused or they don't get misled in thinking that you're doing what Noble Ali did or you're teaching what Noble Ali taught. And that's not the case. You know, that's where my issue came in with the, with the Moors and Masons thing. Also, you, you mentioned the title of Grand Shake. And uh, you did the breakdown and the live. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to touch on that if you don't mind? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Um, you know, that's, I think that's, that's where, uh, and I mean, I knew that before I, before I, you know, went live with the video or, or press or published is that I knew me asking this question is going to ruffle people's feathers. You know what I mean? It's it's going to make people uncomfortable. And I've dealt with that my whole life, you know, um, and I'm even understand I was building with my mom and she was letting me know that my dad, when he was younger, got kicked out of uh, church and, and Sunday school because he was asking too many questions. So it's like, oh, OK, I, this has kind of been uh, this is in me. You know, I, I, I tend to I can ask questions that force people to, to answer truthfully or it's like they're not being honest. And when I asked the question, is Taj Tariq Bey a legitimate grand sheep? It forces people to be truthful or you can see that they're not trying to address the question. And it's a fair question because he has been promoted and presented and um, placed uh, in front of, you know, thousands of Moorish Americans in the public as a grand sheep. And that title isn't some, it's just not some title you can just pick up and put on you and just say, yeah, yeah, I'm a grand sheik if I feel like it. That's, that's incorrect because of, you know, the duties and the obligations that come with that title, okay. you know, and if, and, and know what you lead taught, if you're a leader of a temple, then you have to imitate um, the prophet. So you should be teaching like the prophet taught. And if you are a leader, you have to obey all the laws. And if you're, you know, if you're teaching Moors, you have to teach Moors. Matter of fact, let me, um, let me get the quote specifically because I don't like to, um, I don't like to, uh, I don't like to, um, here we go. General laws, as said by the prophet, I don't like to misquote them. Yeah. And this is coming from Moors literature for people that aren't, um, aren't aware if you just, uh, do a Google search or internet search for Moorish literature. There's a uh, collection of writings, and this particular one is called General Laws as Said by the Prophet. And it says, Every temple and head is to function by words, deeds, and actions imitating the Prophet. Especially when teaching a group of Moors, any group of Moors. And, and that that specific sentence is very powerful because regardless of you're in the temple or not in the temple, mm -hmm. Noble Ali said, if you're teaching any group of Moors and you're a leader, as in a grand sheik, then you should be imitating the prophet. Mm -hmm. So you should be teaching and talking and acting and doing your best to follow in Noble Ali's footsteps. Now, if you don't want to do that, that's cool. It's no compulsion. You ain't nobody is gonna force you to to get in line, but then don't claim the title. Don't say that you're a grand sheik if you're unwill if you're not willing to follow the laws. 
You know what I mean? I feel like that's that's a fair thing to ask of people. You know what I mean? Mm. And 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 I feel as an organization, I feel as a collective, we have lost the respect that should come with that title or that should come with that position. You know, and that we should we should respect the people that are leaders if they are following the law and if they are leading the proper way. But if they're not legitimate leaders, if they're not legitimate grand sheiks, then we shouldn't put that title on them because that title comes with uh, duties and obligations and responsibilities that you can't just turn on and turn off. That's part of the reason why I fell back because I created this subordinate temple and it was only online because I didn't have nobody out here. (laughs) I didn't have no money for an actual physical location. So I said, well, let me just put the information on online, mm-hmm. the basic information, the Quran, the que- the, uh, the questionnaire, um, the divine constitution, the R authority, just the basic information. And my idea was that you can access the temple from anywhere you are. And as good as my intentions were, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. as noble as I may have felt I was being, I had to accept and realize I'm not going about this the right way because I started having people reach out to me from prison. You okay. know what I mean? From different prisons and saying, cause they had, they had got my, I had created some newsletters and somehow I made it into the prisons with them. And they're like, yo, can you help me with this grand sheet? And can you do this for me? And here's my case papers. And, and I'm like, okay, let me take a step back. Cause this is some serious obligations. I can't play around with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I took a step back, I realized I didn't go about this the proper way. You know, there's some things and my intentions were good, but I didn't do this the proper way. And I can't play around with this. This mm-hmm. is something that I deem to be, you know, real and legitimate. So I'm not going to continue to claim to be a grand sheet if I didn't go about it the proper and I'm not conducting myself the proper way. Right. And that's what, again, what lead, led me back to the Supreme Grand Council. Because as a grand sheik, every month you were supposed to send a report to the headquarters through the Supreme Grand Business Manager about your temple's um, membership, right. uh, the, 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 the dues, who's paying their dues, um, the, business, you know, the business going going on with the temple. If you got any business organizations, what's going on with the funds? Uh, you at, at the uh, annual convention, every grand sheik is supposed to go to Chicago and report about what's going on with their temple. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, once I started to see, oh, there's structure, you know, there's, there's procedures and, and protocol and laws that we have to follow. I said, okay, let me get right. Then that's when I said, well, where is the Supreme Grand Council? Who are the members? You know, it's like, uh, imagine a company and you don't know who's on the, the board of directors. You know, like a, a organization, a corporation, you, you, if you look up any or Starbucks, any sort of organization, you can find out who is on the board of directors because they ultimately have the, uh, the power, they have the authority to, to dictate what's going on with that, with that organization or that right. corporation. Right. And I, and I took that and, and placed it on the Morris Science Temple of America. And I was like, how do we not know who our board of directors are essentially? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? How do we not, how are these people not out front and, and known publicly and acts accessible, you know, like just some basic level stuff. And so that's where I have been since 
about 2015, 2016, is I've constantly been saying, hey, what about the Supreme Grand Council? You know what I mean? If you look into my video, if you go on the, on the uh, YouTube channel, I have a playlist about the Supreme Grand Council, and I just I keep adding videos to it. Because until we fix that, until we address that issue, we will continue to have the stagnation, the confusion, uh, some people scamming and schemes and all of the issues that we see going on. They're going to continue until we clean up the temple, essentially. Now, same question I asked Angel last night. I'm going to ask you. Um, it is my belief 2014, 2016, I believe the Moors went mainstream, mm. right? They were extremely popular like they went from underground battle rap to you know at the madison square garden right they had the juice they had the way <laughs> cut the juice now <laughs> Man, just, you know what i'm saying like the, right. for three years it was it was more than nothing mm. and everything you just mentioned it, is that part of the, the reason why we're where where we're at today yeah, I mean, I just I just uh, stumbled back onto a uh, image of the Moorish guy, the news, the newspaper that the Moors had from 1928. Okay, and it was a message going out to Moors to write into the paper, <clears throat> excuse me, about how you feel about having our own aldermans, our own police, our own town, our own everything. This is in the paper in 1928. And Noble Ali in the Moore Science Temple of America is calling out to Moorish Americans and say, hey, tell us how you feel about this, because basically this is what we're trying to establish. And I say that to say that was in 1928. It is 2022. Do we have one Moorish town that we can look to where it's a Moorish American town, a community where they have their own library, hospital, grocery store, gas station, school? Is, is there one place that where, uh, you know, a collection of, let's say, 100 Moorish families have own, own property in this town, in this community? Is there one place that we can find in the United States of America or North America or Mexico, if you, you know what I mean? Like, is there one place we can point to? I haven't seen it. And to me, that's, you know, as great as we, you know, we're doing in terms of getting our name out there or being uh, visible in, in that time frame. in terms of actual activity, in terms of actual progress, we've been lacking. We haven't been doing what we need to do. You know what I mean? All of the videos and the viral stuff, all of that's great. But what about the, the, the basics though? You know what I mean? Food, clothing, and shelter. Do we have, are we working on that? And we, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves, we haven't. We haven't been doing what we need to do to establish a town for ourselves. You know, and until we can acknowledge that, we can't, you know, I don't feel like we, we're not going to be able to fix the problem. You know what I mean? Have the Moors um, become another victim uh, or just like, I keep, I guess in a way, it's the best example I can give. Have they turned into another NOI, just like they've turned into something else? We had a movement. It was great. And then egos and money came and people wanted their own. They want to follow protocols and everything splintered. Is, are we in that 
is that the predicament I, right now? I think I think uh, I think it's that's fair for for people. You know, if they feel that way, if that, that I think it's fair to feel that way. I think I think that the original the more science temple or the the foundation is still there is still strong it's like uh it's like us abandoning the temple you know what i mean it's like abandoned like you just abandon we imagine having a mansion you know what i mean you yeah. got you got a gigantic mansion and you just like i'm out for a while you know what i mean i'm finna go do some other stuff yeah you know that mansion the weeds are gonna grow probably get some mold in that thing if you had some stuff in the refrigerator it's gonna be nasty up in there dust is gonna be a whole lot you know cobwebs spiders maybe some critters get in there termites but the foundation is still there we just got to do some work to to restore it to where it originally was um but i don't think it's past the point of no return and we can't we can't fix things or we can't get back on track i just think uh we haven't been doing a good enough job as a collective. You know, that's not to discredit, you know, the brothers and sisters out there that have been doing the work. You know, I, I, I'm not claiming that I know every temple and every single temple, nobody's doing the work. That's not what I'm saying. But as a collective, you know, I think if we're if we're honest, we should be able to admit, yeah, we we are off track because from the outside looking in, if you ask someone just generally it's very confusing. Like, you know, like uh, uh, my brother, he asked, you know, when I was heavy into it, right. We had a talk to like five in the morning. You know what I mean? He's actually the brother that got me to Fez and like really supportive. We had this long, deep talk till five in the morning. And he like, bruh, he's like, I feel, you know, cause I'm hitting him with all the facts, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm breaking all, yeah, back in seven 11 and this, that, and the third, and you know, more though this and yeah, technology yeah. that. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going all the way in, right? Yeah. And he like, bro, he like, man, I feel you. I'm not trying to play. I, I, I get it. But just answer me this: How many moors is it right now? And I was like, well, I mean, you know, how many black people is it? He like, no, 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 no. That's not what I, <laughs> I. I feel what. Yeah, I get that, but. What I'm saying is like how many official, you know, like on the record Moorish Americans is it? And I didn't have an answer. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, 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 you know, that's my brother, so I'm keeping it real. And I had to admit, man, I don't even know how many it is. Do we had have we conducted a Moorish American census among ourselves to at least get a account of how many Moorish Americans it is in the United States of America? Right. You know what I mean? So like really simple stuff like that is where it's just like ah we got a lot of work to do. You know what I mean? We, mm-hmm. and if we're being honest, we, we are not, it's, it's, we are dysfunctional at the moment. We are divided. We are stagnated. We are confused. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of issues, but at the core, you know, the truth is still the truth. And I still, you know, I still have faith that this organization is the best vehicle for us to, uh, uplift ourselves as so-called black people or Moorish Americans. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, it's just, we got to do the work. So you're an optimist. Yeah. And that's by nature. You know okay. what I mean? I've always, I've always been, uh, the glass half full, you know what I mean? Um, bro, you know, it's, oh, you talking that utopia stuff and you know, it's going to be no, a time when there's no wars. And, you know, I get into arguments 
like for hours with my people because I don't uh, believe in having guns at all or and killing. So I'm, a, you know what I mean? And they're like, bro, you just, it's not a perfect world and we ain't nothing. It's always going to be war and da da da. And I'm like, I hear y'all, but I just, it's within me to just think, I think it's going to be a time when it's not. Okay. You know, and, I, and that's so that by nature, that's how I am. Let me ask you, um, how do you respond to people with, because most people, um, I, now I, I call them ignorant to be respectful, right? Most people don't know the history of the Moors, you know, and it, for those that do the research, they always give you the, the Moroccan, the Africans, the white, the white Africans, they always, they, that's their ace card. Now, like, no just anybody that, you know, whatever the case may be, but that's always their ace card. They play against, they, they use against in these debates. What say you, what is your typical response to that? And then um, I kind of want to touch on the Moors of America, the Washita's, um, the different the various uh, variations of Moors, if, if you can. Mm. When I was younger, I, I, I feel like I would get into the, okay, well, let me break down the facts. Yeah. Let me, let me put, and that comes from when I was in college, I took seminar. We had this seminar class in freshman year where we had to study a bunch of Greek literature and uh, the Iliad and uh, Plato and all of this. And then we would get in a circle and debate basically over a topic and you have to have your quotes ready and argue your point. So right. back then I had a, a real good knack for being argumentative and trying to prove my point. And so when I came into this, um, I did a lot of that as well. Okay, let, let me focus, Jen. <laughs> Love you, man. Um, so when I came into this, I had that same energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah I'm, you, oh, you think it's not? All right, let me break it down for you. Now I'm at a space where I'm in kind of what I was speaking to you before, where I like engaging with people who are, who are sincere. And I can kind of tell from people's responses if they're being sincere and they truly want to understand mm -hmm. or if they just want to argue their point and they have their beliefs and that's what, and so for the people that are just, well, nah, because they're Arabs and they, you know, it's, it's no, uh, Moors that even look like y'all. It's like, all right, God bless. You know what I mean? I'm right, not right, even right. going, I'm not even going to get that, 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 that many times. Cause it's not even worth <laughs> it. It's, it's seriously not. Cause if you just look into history, never mind, no, would you I leave? If you just look into the history, it's evident that's that's where we were. I'm talking Islamic history, North African history, uh, European history, Portugal. If you just look into the history, it's a fact. Mm -hmm. We, you know, our ancestors did that. You know what I mean? Like they are really truly amazing people. Um, what I've been working on more recently, and I kind of got sidetracked with some of the videos, is putting all of this documentation together in a book. Um, in a more academic uh, mm -hmm. fashion, you know what I mean? Or, or presented it in a more academic way so that people can see the sources and that, you know, it's not just 711 to 1492 in North Africa and, and Southern Europe that Moors were alive and then they just disappeared. No, right. it's all over the world, you know what I mean? And at different time periods and, you know, facts upon facts upon facts. So, I've been working on putting that together so that I can just present someone with the material and say, you know, here you go. This, this explains it in more detail, mm -hmm. including 
uh, our ancestors that were on this side, you know what I mean? And because that's another uh, debate or another issue that I see a lot is you have some people saying, well, I'm not none of that more stuff. I'm Aboriginal and Indigenous. And that, thank you. That's my perfect segue to my next question. Go ahead. <laughs> Since you're already there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, and, and I get it. And it's just, I don't think we understand that we simply were on both sides. It's not, uh, oh, well, you was only, you know, your people was only over there and my in, 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 in Indigenous and Aboriginal people. Now we've been over here. Yeah. No. Our people were in Africa and in the Americas and in the, you know, what we now know as the Philippines and in Japan and in Russia and in Southern America. And, you know, I'm like, but it takes more than just, you know, man knows not by being told. That's a teaching from uh, the Circle 7 Quran. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's important to present the documentation, you know what I mean? So that. And one of the things that I've been focusing on more recently is understanding the connection between the Omecs, the Mayans, the Aztecs, and all of that history and how that connects with uh, Moors. And what I think we have to understand is the same way that right now, so-called Black people, were identified as Blacks, African Americans, Negroes, uh, Coloreds. Black Americans, Afro Americans, we have history under all of those different names, but it's the same, essentially the same people. Well, throughout time, that's been the case. Okay. You know, we weren't just identified as Moors, it was Moors. We are known as Saracens, we are known as Berbers, we are known as North Africans, we are known as Muslims, we are known as Arabs. Like all of that, all of those titles, you know, those, those identities. Our history is under that as well, and it's just fractioned. Right. And the same thing with Native American or, or quote unquote Indian. You know, that's a part of our history and our heritage also. Um, and I think if, and I think that's the importance of, you know, the core message of love instead of hate. You know, that's what Noble Dry, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's great. No, I, I, I want to. Because I, I back off what you just said. Um, so let's say Moors, you got the indigenous Arawaks, Washita's, Turtle Island. I, is it your understanding? Because this is how I'm, I'm viewing it. When you say more, the average person thinks African, and it, which is why they kind of reject that term. If at one point everybody was a mur, you know, the two U's. At one point, everybody was labeled that a, across the board. Um, are you, are you of that same ilk as well? Do you feel that that's part of why people kind of like, well, you know, that more thing, you know, and I see the, the, the Congolese and, and the Fez and chopping off the baby's hands. And it's like, wait, everybody was wearing Fezes back then, like to a certain extent. Like, I, I mean, it's the same as now. I mean, not okay. all black people sell dope and, and kill and kill, you know, other black people. But that is a part of our, you know, what I mean, like we can't act like. It's not some group of our people that were doing some things that may not be the best. You know what I mean? There's black people that are in, you know, the the military and just all due respect to the military, but it is about killing and warfare. You know what I mean? So the same way you may be looking, you know, last I checked, we aren't in control, you know, we're serving in the, you know, the military. That's not our military. So 
there's plenty of people that was going to Vietnam and going to Korea and these different places and doing things that were very harmful to other people, okay. much like you may see in some of those pictures. But you can't say every single black person went to Vietnam and was, you know, killing another group of people or every more was in the Congo, you know, with the feds killing other African people. That's just, that's where the ignorance comes in. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's, it's, and I think that's by design also, you yeah. know what I mean? To keep us divided. That's, that's at the root of a lot of this. I see it as a, you know, that divide and conquer or divide and rule. It doesn't matter if it's uh, more Aboriginal, Indigenous, uh, uh, Muslim and Christian, right. red and blue, uh, black people and white people. Uh, you know, like all of these, uh, all of these are the the core function is to divide. You know what I mean? And and to pit two groups or multiple groups against each other, so that we don't realize we're actually much more similar and connected than we are. Uh, different, you know. What I mean, there may be Perfect. differences and issues, but right. at the core, we, we we family. You know what I mean? So is and that I, is that melanated people's main problem is the tribalism? I mean, if you look at every, you know, if you look in the history, you know, I was looking into. I have this book uh, speaking about the rise and fall of Muslims, um, um, and you know, it explains, you know through the course of history when, you know, the Muslims were, were starting to rule and really doing their thing, dynasties started feuding with each other. And it's like one particular, I forget the name of them, or caliphate, one particular caliphate was uh, established based on who was following the teachings of Prophet Muhammad the best. Mm -hmm. But then it was another group that was like, I mean, we feel y'all, but Prophet Muhammad was our ancestor. So we feel like we should be running the caliphate because it's in our blood right and so it was like treachery and you know assassinations and all sorts of stuff for for domination over there you know so it's like it's been this tribalism kind of thing and issue um and you can see this in different african uh tribes as well and different nations as well like uh across the board you know not even just moors or melanated people but humanity yeah you know i mean humanity often uh gets divided and warned against ourselves because we're in these tribes and thinking, oh, this is my group, you know what I mean? And not understanding we're all connected. And that even goes for the, our European brothers and sisters. I know, you know, some folks, that, yeah, you oh, that, that, yeah. the hybrid European. And hey, the, man. Oh, <laughs> hey, but, you know. We got to be honest, man. You okay, know, so. cool. Cool. Um, I got one more question. And before I do that, let me address these super chats real quick, if you don't mind. Um, mm -hmm. First one from Unnecessary Evil. He says, uh, I'm no expert on Moors and Masons. However, I appreciate the mutual respect and peaceful dialogue between the two guests. My man, Ken Billy. We gotta get, hey, we, yeah, I'm telling you this. You get into this long enough, you can upgrade the toys and stuff. Um, <laughs> my man, Ken Billion says, shout out to you having a range uh, and different uh, guests and conversations. Okay, so I know you gotta go be dad in a little bit. Is that saying say brown paper bags? <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> That's my shit right there. <laughs> 
Hey man, I gotta, I gotta level up, man. You know what I mean? I'll be, I'll try to bring a little humor and yeah, you know, just like you know what I mean. We, we, we good peoples, man. We gotta have a little fun with. Yeah, it. for sure, for sure. Um, let me ask you this: so, Is there a particular Supreme Grand Council that you deal with that you feel comfortable in dealing with? Because I'm registered out of a temple in Charlotte, right? Well, not technically, I should be registered to one in Chicago because that's where I was at, at that point. But I was dealing with some brothers down there, um, Akil a, a Bay, um, you know, Sears in Florida. So I guess kind of my reach was down there and not, you know what I'm saying? So um, you, you mentioned the issue of the, of the Supreme Grand Council. What, um, how do you go about that? Or if there's an issue, who do you reach out to? That's, that's a beautiful question. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working to re-register with a temple right now okay. and go through the process and start paying my dues and then establish a study group, uh, you know, out where I am here in California. Okay. But specifically to your question, I think what we all have to understand is that this is one organization and it's supposed to uh, structure like an umbrella. Okay. There's the Moore Science Temple of America. And then underneath that, there are subordinate temples that all fall under this one organization. Right. So regardless if you're in North Carolina, Florida, Arizona, uh, Illinois, where, wherever you are, all of them should be funneling back to the, the organization as a, as a whole, as a collective. And that's how we have the unity, very much like the United States of America. Mm-hmm. You got different states and they all may operate in their own various ways, but they are subordinate to that national council, that federal constitution. And they all come under that idea of the United States of America. And we, and as it relates to the Supreme Grand Council, there should only be one Supreme Grand Council. And I, the question I have is, where are the members? And if we, you know, now I'm at a place where it seems based on the evidence and the research, again, I'm I'm open to saying, hey, you you were you were wrong, you were incorrect, Rami. No problem. But based on the research I've seen, we don't have an active one. So we need to establish that. But that requires everyone. That requires every single temple because, according to the literature, the way it worked is Noble Ali appointed seven people or pick seven people that he wanted to be on the Supreme Grand Council. Right. And then they were approved by the grand body. And the grand body is comprised of all the leaders from all the collective temples. So that that way everybody is represented. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So to your question, I think until we all get on the same page and we're all working together to make sure that we have this established, I don't, you know, I won't, I don't see how we will know which is a, the law for the um, legitimate Supreme Grand Council. Okay. Because it needs, and from my understanding, all of those people have to be confirmed by all of the different uh, temples and their leaders that comprise the grand body. So it's in in essence, Noble Jali created this, forcing us to work together. Okay. If we don't work together, it's not going to work. Okay, final question. I'm going to let you go, I promise. It's all love. When I first saw your stream with Taj's name in it, I said, oh, oh, I said, off the top, I said, this is Young Lions 
We want to get rid of the old lines are in, are in the way. And then I spoke with Angel. And then I'm getting this, this overwhelming sense. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you young guns are displeased with the, the direction the old heads have steered the movement and y'all are ready to get them out the way. Is that fair? I understand that perception. Yes, that's definitely fair. That's not how I. I that's not feel. okay. I, I get that's not your intent. I want you to talk yeah. about that. But I, I, no, when I, I first it. seen yeah. it, I was like, oh, they, they coming for me. I was like, oh, it's has to respect. I was like, oh. <laughs> I get it, man. Trust me. Listen, man. I, I know. I knew before I, I knew. I'm like, man. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to put this video. I do not want to go live and, and ask this question because I know what's coming back. Yeah. Um, but that's part of the obligation and the duty where it's not about me. You know what I mean? And that's. Uh, I understand that can be difficult to understand online. You know what I mean? And, and when people have feelings and you know, kind of emotions and connections to Taj, I get it. And you don't maybe don't understand me, or you don't have a a serious dialogue with me to understand where I'm coming from. So I get the perception, Okay, but that wasn't my intent. And I, I do my best to be as respectful as I can. Mm -hmm. I think that. Even if if that's not your intent, do you admit that the energy is there though? Do you feel that you're part of the, in some grand scheme fashion that you are one of the young guns whether by design or not, whether you are conscious of it or not, that you are leading the wave. Because, brother, I'm telling you, instantly, I didn't even want, I, you know what I'm saying? When I saw it, I was like, there's the sign. To me, that was my sign that these young guys, the old has got to go. Respectfully. Yeah, no, yeah I, I, man, I get it. You know, it's um, like uh, the documentary. Have you seen the documentary with uh, uh, Kanye West? Yes. The 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 statement that his his mother, God bless, uh, Donna said about the giant looking in the mirror and sees nothing. Only, right, that's right. That's I mean, right. I, I said, man, and this is in no way me saying I'm Kanye West at all or on any sort of level, but the 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 understanding that when I'm looking in the mirror, I'm just seeing me. Okay. But I had to accept that I do have influence and. When I do say certain things, you know, people do notice, even though in my eyes, I'm just a regular person doing what I think is, you know, it's like some basic, I don't think I'm doing anything like out of the ordinary, but I understand how it causes ripples. Right. You know what I mean, and the truth is, is that if we're being honest, if we're being honest, yes, the leadership hasn't been doing everything um that it has need to be doing you gotcha. know what i mean if we're if we're being honest and taj is one of those people you can't that's the thing about being a leader you can't claim to be a leader and then when things get a little hot you know what i mean when people start are, are displeased or being critical then you shun your responsibilities or you act like you're not the leader oh i'm just you know it's not me it's not on me no you gotta own that yeah, You know, just like I had to own that in some of the videos I did and, and how arrogant I was yeah. and I had to backtrack and I had to e- express, you know what? I made some mistakes and, you know, for me, 
that's what it was ultimately because I started seeing other people outside the organization doing videos that was critical about Moors and, and making us look foolish, really. And, and But at the core of it, they were just being critical and they were pointing out some things that were not right. And if we want to get in our feelings and feel a certain way, yeah, then we can we can do that. But if we're being if we're being real, you know, what I mean, if you're being a man or if you don't want to say put them, if you're being righteous, you know, if you're living by the principles of love, truth, you know, what I mean, peace, freedom and justice, yes, if you're being yeah, truthful. That's right. Yeah, we got to We got to be able to accept criticism. Matter of fact, one last thing before, because this is uh, again, um, Noble Dry he said, not me, Noble Dry Lee said, constructive criticism from sympathetic friends in and outside of our ranks is welcome. So when I read that, I said, mm. if Noble Dry Lee was able to understand that, hey, we need to we need to have some people be critical of us and we need to accept and welcome that criticism because that's the only way we refine ourselves. That's the only way we know, hey, we we kind of slacking on this area. We need to we need to get it right. We need to sharpen up here. We can do better on this. If nobody is being honest and being willing to speak up, then how do we improve? And that's and that's where I came in. You know, like when I came in with this organization, I started seeing how come none of my teachers, nobody was speaking about this more stuff. I said, okay, I got to start making videos. I'm not the I'm not a natural outspoken individual i did not want to be in the public like this at all you know what i mean yeah. my natural my natural personality is much more reserved in the cut but once i got in this movement and i found myself you know 10 toes down then when i got to starting to be critical of ourselves and inside the organization again i said man how come nobody is addressing this glaring issue you know Which what i mean is funny because when you started your channel that's when i stepped back it's like you were like the only outside of you and the seer i was like i'm i'm good so wow. you guys are my only two tethers to the to the to the movement at that point because i was like i'm done i was mentally burnt out uh i was disenfranchised you know what i'm saying but i wasn't gonna go make videos about it you know because I, fi I figured you know out of all the groups i thought the moors would handle this shit behind closed doors like if I, I'm like out of all the groups, I'd expect it, you know. Because this is this this is the the beautiful because I have so many people. Oh, Rami, why you do that in the public, Rami? You should have <laughs> talked about. Come on, Rami, why you gotta put something there, Rami? And it's like I get it, fam. <laughs> but the thing is, we already in the public. Yeah, we can't we can't make them bolsterous claims and we this we that. And then all of a sudden we just disappear and try to, we don't try to own up to when we made mistakes in the public that I, as a, as a man, never mind Moorish American, as a man, I can't swap. I can't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? We gotta be, we gotta be willing to take the criticism with the praise. We can't try to act like we're perfect. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I felt like because it's been so many public videos and Taj has been, and all of these different leaders have been so outspoken publicly, we can't shy away from being critical publicly. Mm -hmm. But the caveat is, and I think a lot of people miss this with me because of the feelings or they may have something against me personally. If you listen closely, I'm not disrespecting anybody. 
you know, I don't talk, I don't talk disrespectfully towards Taj or try to attack him personally or any other, you know, the, these, uh, the figures. I, yeah, that I never took it. No, I never took, you're not that type of person. I followed you long enough to know you talk, you attack the points and never the person. So I never had that problem. Now, you know, I, I, I could see why the, the title would have triggered people, but I was triggered for a different reason. So, mm. but yeah, I, yeah, I, but, I, yeah, but, but, you know, my, my thing is like, uh, Yasin Bey or most deaf. Yeah. He has this speech that I heard and it's a quote from it where he says, the measure of a civilization is not how well we agree, but how well we, we disagree. disagree. That's other. right. That's right. And when I, when I, when I, I listen to that speech every once in a while, and when I hear that part, it's like, this is what we're missing. We talk about civil and, and knowing law and all of this noble and righteous and all of these principles. But look at how we are when we disagree with each other. It's ugly. You know what I mean? It's, it's a very ugly thing. And it's like, we have to, we have to change that. You know what I mean? And we can't do that in secret. We have to be willing to own up to it and, and stand in public and say, hey, you know, I don't, I don't really agree with, with these actions of this ideology. And this is why. But it's not out of hate. I don't hate anybody i'm not trying to attack or demean or tear you down and say that you never contributed anything good that's not what i'm saying mm -hmm. i'm saying let's just correct ourselves you know what i mean let's let's um let's improve and, and we should be able as brothers and as sisters you know what i mean we should be able to communicate with each other um and express something without being disrespectful you know what i mean we should be able to communicate even if we disagree without trying to attack the person and tear down the person, you know? And so I, and, and the biggest thing was, well, I can't, I got to stop talking about it. It teaches in the uh, circle seven Quran that you shouldn't just be like a block of wood with a, you know, a sign pointing away, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Telling people the way to go, that you should be um, the example that you wish to see. Right. And so it's like, if I'm saying that we need to do this, how come I'm not doing it? You know, and I and I, and I had to check myself because it was out of fear. Because I know if I am critical about certain individuals, oh, it's it's F Rami. It's you know what I mean. He's a traitor. He's a sellout. He he love the colonists now just because I'm I'm asking some critical asking questions. Some questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like I'll take that because I've my life is has conditioned me and, and prepared me to be able to take that criticism and not take it personally. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I, I gotta, if I gotta wear that, that's cool. You know what I mean? I, I can, I can walk through that as long as we eventually get to that goal of saying, Hey, now we can disagree with each other and it'd be all love at the end of the the, the episode or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the seminar, we can still hug, we can still embrace. It's still love. You know what I mean? So, but it's going to take some work and I, and I get that. Okay, and I promise there's a final question, but let me uh, get these super chat out the way real quick. Uh, Edney, she says, I know I'm late, but I want to hear my song, and you shall hear it. <laughs> get money. <laughs> All right, my final question for you tonight, uh, today. Where do we go from here? And I say we because I'm like the I'm like the disgruntled cousin. Okay, I ain't come. I've been to the cookout in a few years, but I'm still secretly like, come on, get it together, y'all. Where do we go from here? Oh man! And I, again, thank you for this opportunity, yeah. and thank you for reaching out to me because you are, you know, 
what you just said, you are the kind of people that I'm trying to reach. Okay. The people that may have been hip to this and just been like, oh man, I'm done. Cause I can't figure it out, yeah. man. I'm through with this. You know what I mean? Like I want to reach those people. I want to reach the people that is still calling themselves black and heard about the Moors, but like, man, I ain't dealing with that because we need all of our people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so um, where do we go from here? And, and, I, as, and this is what Yasin Bey says, as corny as it sounds, we got to learn to love, man. We got to love each other. That's at the root of all of our actions. If we, if we can't ground it in love and be able to come towards whoever we're speaking to, you know, whether they know about Moors or don't know about Moors, if we can't come in love, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. We got to, we got to have that love for, for one another. You know what I mean? That's, you got that, this, this side here, uh, Martin Luther King, I like people be critical. Oh, we got the, he got the Martin Luther King. It's like, man, if just go. And I, I tell people, go listen to his speech on, um, forgive, is it forgive thy enemies? Let me check it out real quick. Was that one of his later speeches that they that they never refer to? Only just the burning house one. Yeah, uh, is it love thy enemy? Yeah, love your enemies. If you look up Martin Luther King Jr. Love your enemies speech, go listen to that speech because he speaks about you know not necessarily liking everybody. That's you know you ain't gotta like everybody, but we gotta do our best to love each other. You know what I mean? And and that's what we're missing. You know, is is the is the love aspect. And once we make sure that we can move with that, we can tackle whatever issue it is because we had that understanding like, look, okay, this is going to be a difficult conversation. You know what I mean? We're going to be critical of some things, but it's out of love and out of respect, you know? And when we lead with that, that's how we can heal and progress and uplift each other. You know what I mean? As opposed to, uh, and that's why I try, I do my best to say is something correct or incorrect as opposed to saying you are wrong. See, cause that you're wrong and I'm right makes it a personal thing. Right. But I, if, if you say, well, is this information correct or incorrect? It's less about the people and let's focus on the information on the table. And that helps to remove some of the, uh, the feelings and some of the personal things that can get attached when you're being critical. Um, and so, you know, like that's for me, that's, you know, that's my effort and, and, and really just leading by example, you know? And so that's why I reached out to, um, um, uh, the good brother Sharif Bay and I got a shout out brother Lewis. Cause he, he made uh, the connection. He got at the temple okay. uh, in the East coast. And okay. so I'm working to, to, uh, join that temple. I'm working, uh, and I've been reaching out with Muslims or, or more like Orthodox Muslims to reach out to, to, to that community because we need to create bonds and understandings with Muslims because it's a whole thing or, Hey, it's no prophet after prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. So there's this whole friction between us calling noble Jali a prophet in Islam, and, but we got to prepare that. We got to get some understanding and yeah. it's not going to come from us being ego. Like, but we got our prophet. You know what I mean? And, and, and taking that stance, it's like, nah, let's have some, let's have some humility. Let's lead with love. Mm-hmm. Let's see on some points. Same with the nation of Islam. Same with our black, our black uh, brothers and sisters who's in the church or who are who are identify as Christians. We need to build with them, and and as opposed to trying to be critical about people in the church, Noble Jali brought this book about Jesus, 
How about we unite about you? You love Jesus too, right? Okay, well, we got some stuff about, let's talk about Jesus mm -hmm. and let's find ways that we can unify um, and build with each other as opposed to trying to tear each other down. So at the core of all of my actions, that's, that's where it is. And I understand the perception is like, man, this dude phony or this dude, you know what I mean? I understand that. Yeah. And it's over time, God willing, I think people will understand like, Oh, not. He's been sincere this whole time. You know, this is like really him, you know, and, and hopefully I can help inspire other people to get on that same wavelength. My man, Rami, brother, shout yourself out. Final words for the people. Um, man, I appreciate I appreciate the, uh, the platform. I appreciate um, I appreciate you for having me on. I appreciate the people for watching. Um, if you've got nothing from this, if you, if, you, if you take nothing else from this, please study what Noble Jr. Ali said. Um, please study the teachings of Noble Jr. Ali. And uh, at the very least, man, try to move with love instead of hate. You know what I mean? If you could do that, regardless of, you know, whatever, you're Mexican more, you're, you know, more, more, you're Mason more, if Whatever you, whatever you get, you nation of Islam, God's and nervous, all, all of that. It just let's move with love if we could, you know what I mean? And I think we'll be all right, you know. My man, I appreciate, and I, I thank you because I was like, he ain't gonna, he, 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 he over there <laughs> up into the changes tables and he ain't got time. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I get it, man. But like, you know, man. If people only understood, like, man, I'm, yeah, I get it, man. I get it. But it's, it's, uh, hopefully, you know, God willing, people will understand myself a little bit more, yeah. you know, after this. And, um, we'll just work on understanding each other more. Yeah. Yeah. Man? Definitely. Definitely. And I, I want to, I would love to, I want to bring you back and, uh, we'll get more in, into uh, other, uh, subjects and stuff. But, man, I humbly, humbly thank you for your time and energy, brother, and much continued success. And I, like I said, I've been following you for some years now, so that's not going to change. So, um, yeah, yeah, brother, keep up the good fight, man, because I'll let y'all youngins have it. I'm tired. My back hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to sit down over here, y'all. <laughs> and, 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 and last thing is that Noble Drali was very uh, clear about us establishing businesses for ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and doing doing for ourselves in that way. So that's another way that I'm, I'm working and I've been studying um, uh, global logistics and okay. I've been studying, you know, importing and exporting and, and things of that nature, because that's another way I'm going to work to help unite us. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everybody, we got to feed our families. We got to take care of ourselves. And if we can establish some good business with each other, it's just another another way that we can build bridges because. You know, some people just may not be with the religion, you know, the religious aspect and Islam and all. They ain't with all that. But we all need, you know, what I mean, we all need some food, clothing and shelter. We all need a way to provide for ourselves. So if we can start establishing businesses, you know, and work together with businesses. Mm -hmm. That's just another way I, I feel like we can help unite and start to understand each other and take care of each other. You know, what I mean, because what's going on in this world right now man we need each other more now than we ever have agreed you know? so you know we just we just got to keep working you know as 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 one of my my elders you know t and mentors taught me uh kaba hiawatha kamene keep on keeping on it ain't over till we win and there it is there 
Um, <laughs> my brother, th- thank you, Rami, for, for coming through, man. Definitely, definitely. And man, go go be dad, man. I, I know son was like, come on, <laughs> yeah. man, wrap this dad. Uh, like, wrap it up, daddy, wrap it up. <laughs> he's going, he, he all, I can see it right now. He's like, come on, boss. Come yeah, on that's now. what's up. Nah, man, by, by all means, go, go enjoy the rest of your day, man. Go be dad, man. Thank you. And I definitely will be in touch with you uh, again real soon. Right, much love, peace, assalamu alaikum to my Muslim, Moorish, uh, Muslim brothers and sisters. If you're fasting, um, much love to you, um, and we'll we'll build soon. For sure, bro. Peace. Thank you, bro. Right. Peace and love. Right. Yo, I'm liking this series. Uh, I'm gonna have time, Lord, in a few hours, and we're gonna we're gonna chop some things up about this particular topic. So I like the direction I'm going in. You know, because I I kind of want to get people's different perspectives i thank everybody for hanging out that came through that donated time and energy whatever the case may be um donated you know funds so thank y'all um y'all keeping me rejuvenated and and inspired and uh yeah i'm gonna keep doing it for y'all shout out to everybody five on the left two on the right everybody in the chat i see the l's and the bays up in here like y'all what the fuck y'all talking about so it's all good i'll see you guys in a few hours y'all have a good one peace